might have a mom, she might be the bomb But ain't nobody got a mom like mine Her love's till the end, she's my best friend Ain't nobody got a mom like mine She's my world, she's my Welcome back to the Compound Podcast. This is episode 10, the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. We made it. This is a milestone. Um, digits. This is a special episode. It's a Mother's Day special. Uh, we're actually going to get away from all of our normal segments. We're going to only about the moms today. Yep. Way it should be. They Happy, deserve it. They do deserve it. Happy Mother's Day, first of all, to all the moms out there. We have been away from our families now for, I don't know, have you, guys, have you guys seen your families during spring training? No, since yeah. January. <sighs> January? I saw a weekend in spring training. Like the last week of January before I came down? Yep. Mine was, uh, my mom came out mid-March. Um, oh, so you just saw her. So, I, yeah, well, I saw her a month and a half ago. Oh. It was May. Yeah. Yeah, a month and a half ago. Um, but... I, w- I was actually doing an interview earlier today, and I was thinking, man, usually I would have seen my mom in Cincinnati already, in Pittsburgh already, probably in Chicago once she was going to come for opening day. So we feel for all the families out there during this time that haven't seen their family, haven't seen their moms. Uh, so we want to do something special, connect with our moms, tell a few stories. So we're going to have them on one by one. They're going to tell a little favorite story or most embarrassing story. Mine was definitely embarrassing. Yeah. Not my favorite story. Yeah. Uh, about about us as as kids. So hope you guys enjoy this. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Let's get it started. Happy Mother's Day yeah, to you, Mother's early. Day. Right. Well, um, thank you. Thank you for having me. Anytime, <laughs> Mother. Dakota's kind of been our house mother. It's true. <laughs> you taught me well. <laughs> I guess that's all that matters. He's a totally different person than when he's here. That's, not, that's <laughs> just not Because he relies too much on you. <laughs> it's probably true. <laughs> you should see it here, Mother. They have two, two, they have two trash cans dedicated to recycling. Oh, my gosh. That's heaven. I know. It's what you dream of. And we make and sure that Dakota is, is recycling. What, what I do, though, is I still throw my yogurt in the trash just to make no. you mad. No. No, Dakota, no. Anything I have to clean out, I'm not going to clean out and put in the recycling. That's he's the told whole point us, of recycling, though. He's told us that he'll just uh, put stuff in the garbage right in front of you that should be recycled just to upset you. Yes, yes, he will. I've, I've done that numerous times. Yes, he has. And and I don't like conflict, so I usually just pick it out and ignore him. She doesn't say anything. She'll just take it out and clean it. We'll start smacking <laughs> him in the head if he does it here. I would appreciate that. Do you have a, a Dakota story for us? You want an embarrassing story about Dakota? Yes, that would be wonderful. Yes, please. <laughs> I have a lot of embarrassing pictures, but the first story that comes to my mind is you wouldn't believe it, but when he was little, he was very quiet and he was just content to sit that, and just be quiet and watch everything. I do not believe that. That can't Continue. be true. You what? That can't be true. Yes. Yes. You were very content. And do you know why you were so content? Why is that, mother? Because you liked to suck your fingers and play with your baby blanket. (laughs) You 
It was a blue blanket with a silk around the sides. And so you would like to suck your two middle fingers and then you would take your pinky and your thumb and you could have that silk in between there and you could like rub them together. And you would sit there. Smell it. And I could and smell the blanket. It was the best yeah. when it was a freshly washed one. Yes, yes. He would he would smell the blanket, and it was fine. You know, it was it kept him quiet. It was not a big deal. Well, now he is in third grade, and he still sucks his fingers, and he can't take his blanket to school with him. So when they watch movies, he would like to sit next to the girls with long hair. I refuse. I. <laughs> So he could suck. Let me tell the story. So right. he could he could suck his fingers and then he could play with a girl's hair, which is the same as like the silk <laughs> on his blanket. <laughs> there, I still refuse to believe that part's true. You've said that to me before, and I said there's no way I did that. Well, the teacher, the teacher it told me. It was consensual. It was consensual. The girls loved it. The teacher told me because she said, you know, he's really going to have to work on that because that might be a problem later on. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, that was, that was a dark moment for me. You've but come then, so far. At, yeah. what grade, at what grade did you pass the finger section? I think third grade was the last year I did it, though, wasn't it? I think it was after, like, Mrs. Jose called home. I think like, so. <laughs> I think we so. Like, All right. Well, you, think- and dad, you and Dad put, like, a pepper on my finger because it was always my left ring finger. Yes. Yeah, we, we tried. Put a pepper on it. They put a pepper on it so that I wouldn't, like, suck it. But I would just suck right through the pepper. I'd go wash well, my hands. Yeah, he would wash his hands, and we would try to do it when you were sleeping. And no, he figured it out. He used to do the two fingers, but then I forget what happened, but he hurt one of them. So then he could only do the one. So then it was just, you know, one finger. It was the ring finger. So you think I think I, like, cut my middle finger or something. I didn't want to suck on blood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still have the blanket. Yeah, you better. I feel bad for that blanket. You probably had to wash no, it every you sh- day. No, you should see the blanket. It's like it's all pretty... cut up. Like on the corner, I would always smell yeah. it. It's like all worn down. Yeah, the the silk around the edges is is all gone, and it's it's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> I still need that though to help me sleep sometimes. Oh. <laughs> right. Uh huh. Sure. <laughs> yeah. After, after a bad outing, I come home. I need my blanket. <laughs> You're like Linus on the peanuts. <laughs> We're going to have to uh, lock in on Dakota when he comes out of the game if he's sucking on his fingers. <laughs> a little stressed out in the bullpen. I don't do it anymore, you sick. I'm a germaphobe now. I would never put my hands in my mouth. You do too. You lick your fingers when you pitch. Well, yeah, it's to get grip on the ball. Yeah, but there's. don't you think there's germs there? I try not to think about it. <laughs> not anymore. You're not going to be able to do it. <laughs> That was that was a wonderful story. Thank you for yeah. You that. you were the first one, and I felt like that was a pretty good story, mother. Do you like that story? Yeah, I wish I I could show you pictures because I got some really good pictures. But you're just gonna have to go for the story. Yeah, feel yeah. free feel free to send those our way. Uh, <laughs> we definitely won't put them on social media. Nobody will see them but us. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> All right, mother. Well, we'll let you get back to your busy day. Um, yeah. Thanks for coming on. But you know what? Thank, yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yep. I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking care of my boy. <laughs> yep. We know it. We will tough continue task. to do so. It is tough. It is tough, especially for Zach. He's known him way too long. I'm sorry, yep. Zach. Way too long. <laughs> you don't mean you don't mean those words. <laughs> All right. All right, mother. Bye guys. Love you too. Bye. Thank you for joining us. 
Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Three days. Thank you. Thank you. It's probably even better because you don't have to deal with Zach right now. (laughs) They're all funny. They're all funny. It is kind of funny. See, I told you she hates you. I didn't mean that you don't hate him, but. (gasps) No. He said you get annoyed of him when he's home. Well. (laughs) There was a pause there, too. I was the one who got the cops called me the other night. Yeah, okay. For bread. Well, yeah. hey, we don't litter, okay? It's not littering. It's <laughs> Zach, you're definitely top three of all of her sons. Yeah. 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 No, I'm yeah. 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 I bet Brady. And I'm not I two, bet Brady and I'm not three. So. I guarantee Brady's her favorite. Oh, my God, she hates Brady. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Brady is... Probably the toughest one out of the three of them. Toughest as attitude-wise. Is Avery the nicest? Absolutely. I don't think that's true. (laughs) Um, We are very excited to hear a story about Zach. Maybe two, maybe three, as many as you want to give, but we're really excited. Okay, well, we thought long and hard about this, and we had several to choose from. But when Zach was... Little, all he wanted to do was play baseball, no matter what I tried. Because he was the oldest, so I tried different things. Who knew what he was going to be into? I tried to take him to music classes. That didn't work, no interest. We tried Boy Scouts. He would take all the boys in the gym to play basketball every time somebody. (laughs) We did a a lip sync production as soon as they did it once, and then they went out on the basketball court or played baseball. We recorded, there was five boys, and it was to the song Center Field. Um, Yeah, it was just, there was nothing but baseball. So for minor leagues, they played on the minor league field, and they played, you know, on the small field. So then it was at the end of the season, and right before they were ready to move up, they did like an all-star tournament, Mm -hmm. and he was ready to play shortstop, and He was so excited, like for weeks excited. So he had his uniform all laid out from his hat down to his cleats on the floor of his room. The room was a mess, but that was laid out perfectly. (laughs) There like a body, like someone had passed away and it was the time. (laughs) All right. Sounds about right. (laughs) That is what it looked like. So then it was the day of the tournament. He was so excited. It was the night. It was evening. So excited, put on his eye black and we go to the field and just, beside himself. So he's fine. And he's always played with older kids. So he had played on the field before, but not for real. So he was so excited. And we get there and, you know, they're out on the field. They're warming up, ready to start. And we look at shortstop and he's not there. Just his glove is. And, you know, it's almost ready to start. Like everybody's just finishing the warm up. Both are being thrown in. And Wayne and I, his dad and I looked at each other. We're like, where is he? And we see him running off the field to the woods he apparently was very nervous and had to use the woods as a bathroom. <laughs> but so, never told anybody, just left. Was, was, that number one or number was, it, two? was it a number two or was it to puke? It, <laughs> I'm not really sure. No, he peed. <laughs> came right back and played. And then came back and played exactly what happened. <laughs> there was just no option at that point to go to the bathroom. Yeah, you might have wanted to told somebody before you did that and just left. 
Yeah, no. like, hey, re- like, hang on a sec. I, I like trusted my team that they could play without a shirt. Well, he left his glove there just in case. Yeah, he <laughs> left the, the pistol to make sure nobody went over there. <laughs> he didn't want to come back? I don't know. <laughs> and then there was another story we were talking about that when his younger brother, not the youngest, Avery, was in seventh grade, he tried out for freshman baseball. And Zach was at varsity practice at a different field. They're different parts of town. And Avery made it and was so excited. So he called us, you know, we're all in a group chat. So he's going to be a junior in college this year. So, or just finished his junior year. So it was a while ago. So Zach was, had finished practice and we were like, we're going to go for pizza. Do you want to meet us? And he was like, oh, I already made plans with my friends. Um, You know, and we're like, that's fine. We understand. You don't have to come. The rest of the family will be there, but you don't have to come. It's fine. It's it's selfish, (laughs) but yeah, it's whatever. It's not a celebration. (laughs) So we went to the pizza place, which was on the way from where Zach was to where he was going. And we're sitting there in the window and it's right on the side of the road. And we're like, oh, there's Zach. He's going and he's driving and he's got his phone in his hand. And he's like 16, like he had just had gotten his license. And it was like, oh, oh just, I put my pizza down and I was like, I'm sick. Can't even continue now. <laughs> and it was like, everybody was so happy until that point. And then there goes Zach down the road with his phone. I thought that story was going to take a turn where it was like, and then Zach came and surprised the family. We're like, oh, there, there he goes with, his phone. Oh. <laughs> so we waited a few minutes till he got to where he was supposed to be. We didn't want to call him. We didn't want to interrupt his phone call. And, <laughs> and he gets there and we're like, Zach, we saw you. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, cool, whatever. And uh, we're like, you had your phone in your hand. He was like, oh, yeah, I was singing into it. <laughs> oh, there you Come go. on, that's the best you can do. And yeah, it was ugly, totally. That was the end of it. And then he got home and he yeah, was like, Well, I was at a stop sign. There's not one stop sign from where he was to where he was going. It was just lie after lie. Well, you're just a terrible liar, too. Not, not even good lies either. I've, I've upped my game since then. And I hope you keep your room a little bit cleaner as well. We'll send you about that one. We'll send you some pictures. Yeah. Oh, good. Thanks. That's fine. He's yours now. All right. Thank you, Mother. Yeah, thank you. Happy birthday. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks, guys. Happy Mother's Day. Finish that phone. We are very, very excited. So hit us with your best Nico story. In general or the most embarrassing one? I was, I was Whatever comes to mind. Yeah. <laughs> and the more the merrier. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. That's so open. Where do I begin? Um, well, well, as you can imagine, Nico was kind of high energy, mm-hmm. high maintenance, um, and too smart. It was quite quite a package. So if I would try to set up a discipline system like, okay, Nico, every time you're rude, it's going to cost you a quarter. And 
And at one point, I remember saying, that's a quarter. And he said, why don't you just take my wallet and we don't have to keep doing this? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That is great. (laughs) So that about sums it up. Like, there was no... uh, He was too clever and... Uh, it was. <laughs> I think I just burst out laughing at that one. Well, say, at that point, you can't even be mad. You're like, yeah, you got a point. Yeah. So do I. Do I have you to blame for me putting the wrong uh, dishwasher in the dishwasher and having it bubbling over while we were here? No, I never. <laughs> I've never done that. You I know were, a lack of discipline. Well, yeah. That's, well, that's part of it. Is you were impossible to tune. So <laughs> I think you did miss probably some basic life skills along the way because we just did all the time. <laughs> I know that's been the value of quarantine. Did you did you call her and tell her when you uh, when you put the soap in? No, I didn't. No, I just remember. Um, you know, I was asking a friend of mine. I was just saying how out of control Nico was with his energy. You know, he's always bouncing a ball, hitting a bat in the house. You know, just moving all the time. And I said, you know, I really I try to give him a massage, and he just this is he's like five. You know. I'm like, I just want to give him a massage and like calm him down. And I said, if I touch him, he just goes ballistic and starts. <laughs> he like does backflips all over the room and is laughing his head off. And, and I'm just trying to give him a massage. And I remember she said, um, that's too intense for him to like control the environment about five feet around his body. And think of that as the skin. Like, yes. I'm very uh, fragile. You're like the human torch. It's kind of funny because he's the opposite of that now. He's yeah, just he's so like mellow so and just like, hey, relax, man. Oh, my God. Okay, mellow is not a word that ever, ever. <laughs> oh, my we, God. I, I think wept. we've only seen the mellow side. No, I literally wept through our first teacher conference in kindergarten. I cried through the entire thing. <laughs> yeah, tell more of that. More of that. <laughs> yeah, keep going. That's great content. <laughs> <laughs> well, his teacher, well, well, I don't know if she's ever going to hear this, but. Um, no, she's not. I don't think she will. Well, anyway, his teacher didn't know what to do with just a boy, I think, just a bad, bad, naughty boy, you know, a naughty, energetic boy. And she said he was, she did this thing with her hands, like, well, if normal is, if there's a spectrum from like here to here, He's like over here and his, her arm was like way off to the side and that she'd never seen anything like it. And, you know, in all her 20 years of teaching and, you know, and I was just sobbing and she told me I should talk to one of the parents who'd already had four boys who were all beautifully behaved. And why couldn't he be like them? These these are the things that mothers have to deal with that we never knew had to be a thing. This is why mother's day is today. True. No, but Nico, so the part, the part that I think I just didn't understand, you know, first of all, I was an only child. I didn't have any brothers or anything. And, and I, you know, I like being outside and playing games, but I was never a competitive athlete. I was just competitive in the classroom, like really competitive in the classroom. And, and so I just didn't get it. I just did not get it. So the times I felt really kind of embarrassed were when Nico was, you know, five, six, seven, and he was so competitive at everything he did. Like, you know, those little soccer games when they're five and everyone's running around in a clump on the field, you know, and Nico's like dribbling everyone and shoving people out of the way and, <laughs> and like, 
scoring, just scoring, 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 scoring until until the coach from the other team comes over and asks our coach, could you please remove that kid from the game so that we can have fun, you know? You're too good. I love that. I yeah. love that. He was too good. I got a competition addiction. I'm sorry. <laughs> he still has that. Definitely still has that. Well, I think, I think because he's had some really wise – uh, coaches and kind of gurus along the way uh, he's learned how to focus that you know and there always was this you know like in little league he was in a pretty intense little league situation and um uh i just remember he was so crazy and then he'd get on the mound and it was like we would call it the, the cone of zen would come over him you know like like <laughs> And just be totally focused and totally intense under control, you know. And we're like, where did that come from? You know, because, yeah. But then he'd, you know, be yelling at the, the his teammates that they weren't backing him up. And he'd be sobbing. I mean, sobbing uncontrollably on the mound while he's pitching, you know, just bright red and sobbing and just so mad sobbing because he was mad how, how did uh, you react when he got kicked and, out of the little league uh, oh, i was do you remember I um my face in my hands just like i'm sorry i'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> i love that story you should have just, just built a pitching story. mound in your house yeah. so whenever he was hyper just have him stand on the pitching yeah. mound and we did it down. my dad we did everything oh we did everything and and yeah it was never enough all right. Well, Mom, we appreciate it very much. Happy Mother's Day. Yes. Yeah, happy, happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Yes, happy Mother's Day. I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And oh, that was fun. I could go on for seven hours, but I'll spare you. Yeah. No, that was, that was, that was perfect. Yeah, that was very good. Money there. So thank you so much. All right. Thanks a lot. Oh, starting off with a story. Go ahead. That's a great story. Are we taping? Yeah. Okay. So the story goes that... Ian used to practice his violin in the restroom, in <laughs> our downstairs, in our little yellow powder room, because he liked the acoustics. And he it was would all be time. there. Great acoustics. Yeah, he would be there for a long time. Well, I had to practice for 45 minutes or like an hour. Were you and on so, the toilet for those 45 yes, minutes to an hour? Yes, because you can multitask. So you can 45 go minutes to the you were going to Well, bathroom. not continuously, but if you just get it done while you practice, then there's more time for video games or some other Are stuff. Are you nasty at the violin? Nasty. Why haven't you, I can still play. This hasn't come up once. No, we've talked about it. Ma, he, just, he just doesn't have one down here. Ma, why don't you tell the, why don't you tell the story of when I uh, wanted to play the violin at a young age? That's it. You wanted to play. You were asking from the time you were like three years old, but we couldn't find anyone to to take you then. So at four, you started violin, the Suzuki method. Yeah. And you played all the way through. You know, it's another good story. What? You know, it's a, another Did you good play story. In high school? Yeah. Oh yeah. I played in the high school orchestra. Played in the pit for musicals. It was awesome. What? A, what? A, like. Weird combo, like <laughs> stud know. athlete, great violinist, violinist. Yeah, so it was, yeah. I was a, uh, I was nasty in like elementary school. It was first year, it was like way better than everybody else. Uh, middle school, like baseball started to take over, a little bit less practice, and then high school, I was just, I was just along for the ride. Ma, can you, uh, can you tell the story of uh, when we went to the Duquesne music camp and I wouldn't go in without you? 
<laughs> That's true. You had a little separation anxiety. <laughs> but the Duquesne Music Camp was also very intense. So you know, I think your, your sense of people who were overly intense. I was, um, I was not good. I was not good about like being around other kids and like, like being really confident and like going in a room and talking to people. I still don't really like, like socializing with people. I don't know that well, but go ahead, Ma. I, this camp, I'll just say this, the camp was like these kids, I was probably, I don't know, nine to 10, Ma. I don't know. You were younger than that. Well, these kids were so confident. They would just like come flying in with their little violins. <laughs> All they wanted to do was was practice and get better, and they were just like so locked in. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not in this group. Oh, and the you hated the music theory class. Oh God. Yes, but you did better at summer camp at summer violin camp with um, your grandparents. I skipped a week of baseball to go to summer violin camp. This was like when I was eight years old, oh, nine years old. What? But uh, yeah, that was, that was a tough one. Uh, but Ma, I wouldn't go into the class. Like I would literally, if I was in the class and they closed the door and you were outside, I would like cry and then go out and like sit with you in the hallway. <laughs> right. and, am, I rem- am I remembering that right? Um, yeah, I had sort of forgotten that. Yeah. I think we went in in small doses. You were really it- young. It was traumatic for me because I remember I'm it very vividly. So you'd literally just walk in, start crying, and run out. Pretty much, yeah. Like I would be like, I would be like, Ma, don't make me do this. Ma, don't make me do this. And she'd be like, Yeah, go in, go into the class, and then they would close the door, and I'd just be like, Ugh. <laughs> like no. I suppose we should have bagged the whole thing. Yeah. But you know, there's also those lessons of you can do it, and I'm here, and. It's not that terrifying. Yeah. It helped toughen you up a little bit. Yeah. For some reason, it was really terrifying at the time. Mutt, do you have any uh, any other stories you want to tell? Well, I have the, the Christmas holiday story. Oh, please share. So this was, I. it's dated December of 99. So you were five years old. And you, still, you still have the letter. I still have it because yeah. you're, um, oh, you were at the mm, five. No, I, I'm not. You would have been in kindergarten or first grade, kindergarten. And they asked about how you celebrated Christmas or how you celebrated the holidays. So I think you were at at Kesher Israel. You were at the, the Jewish um Kindergarten. Went to a Jewish kindergarten. No, but I went to a Jewish kindergarten, and uh, so I was I was both Jewish and Catholic at the same time for oh, yeah. for a few years. Wow, yeah. interesting. And so you wrote your Christmas holiday story, and it goes like this: I celebrate Christmas and Hanukkah. We're all Christian, but we celebrate Hanukkah because last year in Dot's class we made menorahs. The best part of Christmas is getting presents. The story of Christmas is that Mary had a baby and his name was Baby Jesus. His birthday was at Christmas and that's why they brought him gold and stuff. I'm not sure what the miracle of Christmas was, but I know what a miracle is and I've had one happen to me before. My brother Christopher is 11 or 12 and he likes to play PlayStation. Usually he plays with his friends, 
but he said that when he got his new game, Crash Team Racing, that I could play with him when his friends weren't there. That was a miracle. (laughs) (laughs) He was 11 or 12. Something like that. You were a violinist and a poet at a young age. Yeah. You're an old poet. That's very good for a five-year-old. I don't think the spelling was very good. But still. They did. They... They made it fine because they printed it out and posted uh, it. It's they probably crazy. helped me a little bit. Uh, yeah, Christmas miracle, and uh, <laughs> and practiced both uh, Judaism and uh, Christianity. So mm-hmm. there you go. Nice. I was very well rounded. Yeah, you were. Wow, you did it all. <laughs> but I want to wish you a happy Mother's Day. I didn't get to start the interview by wishing you a happy Mother's Day. Um, oh, you're gonna look so bad on the podcast. No, it's gonna be okay. Huh? Uh, I love you. Happy Mother's Day. I, I miss you. you. Too. It's great to hear all of you guys. Wish I could see you and be there in person. Thank you. Happy Mother's yes, Day. Happy Have Mother's a great day, day tomorrow. Thank you to our moms for coming on. That was fantastic. I actually learned a little bit more about all of you through mm-hmm. that experience. Definitely. I Nico think Nico th- was a nut job. Yeah. Yeah. Nico <laughs> actually used to be a psycho. We did not <laughs> know that. Kicked out a little league. Kicked out a little league. Couldn't be contained as a child. His mom was actually embarrassed of him for a little <laughs> bit there. And now he's like the most mellow dude in the house. Still yeah. from the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I just want to say thank you to all of our moms for all the hours that she spent, like at the baseball field, um, travel. Uh, I know personally, like the time that went into it and the commitment, uh, I would definitely not be in the place I am without her like undying support. So I think everybody feels that way, but yeah, I mean, for me too, uh, personally, my mom was the one that my dad usually worked. My mom didn't work as much. So like if I needed someone to take me to a tournament or something growing up, my mom was the one to do that. And she put a lot of hours into it. I don't think people understand. I mean, obviously everyone understands, but how much moms really do. But they don't at the same time. They don't understand. Yeah, true. They don't. <laughs> they do more, I think, sometimes than our dads do for athletes even. Um, they do deal with a lot of the stuff that no one wants to deal with, kind of making you feel better after a bad game and stuff like that. So definitely appreciate my mother. Definitely what you guys said, you know, how you said you wouldn't be here without them. My mom, I mean, I played outfield catcher and all that basically anything but middle infield until i got to high school and even on jv in ninth grade i played outfield and my mom was like hey you know third base has an opening next year on varsity why don't you you know try to beat that guy out and, uh, and then after that you know th- that shortstop's graduating so let's get back into infield since you know since you've played there since little league i was like all right you know what let's ride mom yeah <laughs> so a- i mean i mean it's just Something great about Zach's mom too is she was she was throwing BP to his brothers this offseason. Yeah, this, very true. She loves during this break. Yeah, so. and you know, like what you said. I mean, my dad was working all summer, you know, and my mom was off. She's a teacher. She had summers off, and you know, she, she was taking care of three boys. I mean, obviously, my dad helped too, but you know, um, Father's Day's later, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Later. we're not yeah, worried yeah, about that. Right, right. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, she was taking us to tournaments, to games, to everything. So, I mean, can't say thanks enough. Yeah, and I think this uh, this quarantine time has especially made me realize just how, how intelligent mothers really are. It seems like every day, every hour, there's something one of us is totally incapable of doing, yes. and we need to get on the phone. Something that maybe the internet can't even answer for us. So yep. yeah. That our moms made look so easy. In all parts, yeah. all parts of life. And so as we're becoming 
somewhat competent adults, they've definitely made that process a lot smoother. <laughs> I think, yeah, exactly. Every time I don't know how to like cook something or thaw something, I'm like, my mom's going to know. And I'm like, I don't know how she knows all these things, but she knows them. Yeah. It's got to be like once you have a child, you just, you just get, you got to learn. Like your brain just explodes with knowledge. Like, oh, I'm not doing that then. Yeah. yeah. I, you become an encyclopedia. Yeah. I think the other things with moms is, they're our biggest fans. Like for me, especially no matter what, my mom doesn't know a ton about baseball. First of all, that's the best part, but exactly. <laughs> no matter what she knew, she thought I was great. And I was like, mom, I suck. Like that was actually really bad. And she's like, well, it looked good to me. Did you have fun? At least I was like, no, I didn't have fun. I was terrible. That's not fun. But they're always there for you to pick you up when you're not feeling the best. My mom, although she was not always the most knowledgeable, always tried to identify as a baseball mom. <laughs> so she'd be, you'd be like, ah, oh, mom, it's a pretty good day. Like had a couple RBIs. She'd be like, yeah, a couple of runs better day. I'm a baseball <laughs> mom. I know that. My, uh, my mom will always throw, you know, subtle jabs at, especially my brothers and me, you know, if like we'll wake up one morning a little late in the off season, she's like, oh, sleeping in, huh? Think your competition sleeping in this morning? Love All right, that. Mom. Love that. Going to the gym. Here we go. Love it. Just a, just a little morning needle for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So for all the moms out there, happy Mother's Day. We love all the moms from the compound. That's episode 10 of the Compound Podcast. Thank you. Come love to you, mother. From the, the compound. compound.